Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. I am just starting to drive, well, just starting to <coughs> head up the mountain back towards Flagstaff. Don't worry, I have the Bluetooth headphones in and everything's wireless. I'm not holding my phone to my mouth or anything silly like that. It's a lovely day in Flagstaff. Um, well, more Phoenix. The temperature, I think, was... It sounds bad that I'm in Fahrenheit, but 86 Fahrenheit, whatever that is, it's basically, I think it's pretty fucking hot. Um, but yeah, look, I don't want to talk too much about um, how physio went because I guess it's... Look, physio was good. Um, I told you guys roughly what he's been working on, what he's been trying to um, look at. I, I had a lot more shockwave done today. I had electric pulses going through both upper glutes, lower hips, I guess you could say, on like the exterior of the hips. I don't really know the muscles too well. Um, John worked on my probably, fuck me, today was really tough on the physio bed actually. It was, it was kind of like glutes, QL, lower back, um, a lot going on this whole time I had to like force my so I was on all fours like a dog um, and I was trying to force my pelvis up high while he I mean really worked into the glutes and um, hips it was a very very interesting pain very very painful um, physio session but I think like I don't know it's hard to tell I think runners in general, John was explaining like maybe it's um, why I have a bit of a lean because of like my pelvis being tilted, but it's not, you know, like people talk about like, yeah, like start Pilates and all shit like this. And it's not that I don't believe in Pilates and it's not that I don't believe, like he asked me to touch my toes, for example, and I barely got past my knees. Now, most people to touch their toes or if they set touching their toes as a goal um, they would stretch right but within 30 minutes of very 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 intense physio on lower back hips blah 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 I don't really know everywhere he was working at one point I'm pretty sure his thumb was like borderline I think his quote was we're going to get real friendly here and I laughed and and like there's it's so now we're into like glutes um, in between my glutes, you know, like there's there's areas of the human body that I didn't even know could get tight or strained or, you know, and I'm, I'm going to come across here as like inappropriate in what I'm sort of telling you where he was working in the comments, but it's just fucking genius. It, it, there's no other words to describe it. Um, and you stand up and he says, touch your toes. And I, I joked with him. I said, if I can touch my toes, I'm getting back in the fucking truck and driving back to Flagstaff because <laughs> it was so painful. And and he basically told me that in five minutes I would be touching my toes and he was right like but that it was an incredible experience and and to see that what I'm pretty sure if uh, physios have looked at me in the past and they've seen like this tilt or this like lean in the pelvis and um, you know maybe it looks like your ass is sticking up a little bit and sticking out a little bit and you're all a bit scrunched over and you know, they would say like Pilates and I think you'd have to do Pilates for about two fucking years 
to achieve what John just achieved there this morning. Um, it's it's incredible. Um, now the body has a way of springing back into old ways and into old um, whatever it's got used to, you know. Like so, it, it was it was really fucking hard work for John. I actually at one point I said to him like, "You might be more sore after this than I am," and and he had to put in a lot of force to to work on what he was doing and. And I'm telling you, like, I have a very high pain threshold and it, it takes a lot to hurt me. And, and it was hurting me a lot. Um, and so I found that very interesting. I was I was almost laughing at certain points just out of sheer, I didn't know what to do. Um, it was very, very painful. Um, so that was good. Then I had shockwave all back through those hips again. Um, upper extremities of hips, lower back. Um, and we're... And, we do these little checks, whether it's running on the treadmill or leg swings, etc., etc., and and there's always improvements, um, and I'm I'm really psyched about that. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. But but actually today, guys, I wanted to talk about um, training, which I I know I talk about training and maybe what I'm doing and running slower, but like today, I want to talk more about. I think people really and I and I in the past really complicated training um, there's, a, there's a couple of things that goes on people think they have to get to a certain session to be able to achieve a certain race goal okay? and what I mean by that is I used to think if I could do a 5 or 6 mile tempo stroke threshold run at 5 minute mile in that that meant I could make European cross country team for Ireland okay? so Back in 2010, 2009, probably to 2012, that would have been my thought process. I would have thought, you know what, if I can, if I can do eight by K, and I can do them all in 250 to 255, and I can do a five mile threshold run, and I, I used to not give a shit what my heart rate would be. So it's almost like some days it might have been a race, depending on how tired I was from the general week's training. But anyway, like I had this idea, the training was a. Uh, I need to get to this point. Um, I need my fitness to be at this point. Um, and let me be the first to tell you, that's not the case at all. Um, in fact, like I'm having a conversation with my girlfriend this morning, and maybe this is what triggered this thought. And you know, like she was she was going to do some mile reps, um, and and she said to me, you know, like what what speed do you think? And and I said, I I honestly don't know. We're at seven thousand feet. You haven't raced a lot recently. It's very hard to tell. And we made a few calculations based on what she's been doing um, at like three thousand feet, four thousand feet, and and we we called an estimate, right? And and it doesn't matter. We actually got the estimate fairly accurately, um, and she had a really good session, which is amazing. Um, but the the point was, I, I told her it doesn't fucking matter what speed you go because if you go too slow, well then you'll learn something. If you go too fast, then you'll learn something too. Um, <clears throat> now, it's not that I'm preaching that the purpose of doing mile reps is to learn something. It's not like. I think training works in the form of like trying trying to achieve a big goal is kind of like trying to save up for something that you can't afford right now. That's that I think is one of the best ways that I could ever explain training. 
if I want to run a PB in my next marathon, let's say 212, um, basically I can't afford that yet. And so I need to, um, I need to employ a strategy that can basically allow me to bank like money enough training to be able to afford that goal. And it's and it's that simple. Um, like you know, people complicate it. Um, I, I'll tell you a good one. I did three times three mile. Alan Story sent me three times three mile. Um, I, I the paces were five. I think it was five twenty, five ten, and then four fifty five. And 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 it wasn't like so. You did that within every rep. So the first mile was five twenty. The second mile was five ten. The third mile was four fifty five. And I, fi- I finished the session, I'm fucking thrilled with myself. I think I ran the last mile in 4.50 and I call Alan up and <clears throat> I'm still at this point in my career where I'm, I'm maybe more focused on impressing the coach than getting the work done, right? So I call Alan up and I'm like, hey Alan, like nailed it, yay. And, and I remember Alan specifically saying to me, like me and Alan used to talk on the phone a lot and this is one of the things that really stood by me and he said okay when you've done about a dozen of those you'll be in a pretty good place and I remember thinking a fucking dozen are you kidding me like today was pretty hard work like like are we not there yet you know and and that's the way running is like the answer is no we weren't there yet we 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 were one step closer I I I don't know how big this step was and I, I don't you know like and 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 that was it, you know. We were we were in a position whereby we had banked a solid day, a day that would probably move my fitness forward. But the job wasn't done, you know. Like he was right. You have to you have to see running as banking. You're just it's another session banked. And and I can like to be brutally honest, the speed didn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It's a it's a physiological adaptation that's happening at there's no guarantees that running at a certain speed is going to cause that physiological adaptation and all that's important is that you stimulate that system that you wanted to stimulate that day there's no the minute that you start adding pace goals and speed goals and you're 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 simply restricting yourself for from even it's never going to become so easy, right? If you if you say to yourself that you want to break two hours thirty for a marathon, and and actually you put that limit, right? So you're putting yes, you're setting a goal, but you're also putting a limitation on what you do. So you go out and you do everything at that pace, you know. And and everyone's familiar with that. I do it. You guys probably do it. Um, but the more I think about it, we're just we're already set setting. Not necessarily. We're, we're just setting a mental limit and a mental boundary that perhaps we won't spring past, even if even if it was going to happen naturally. And what I want to say is, it's never going to happen so easily that it's obvious. I maybe maybe you can actually run two twenty six, <clears throat> but two thirty effort is not going to feel so easy. That it becomes obvious that your goal should be 226, um, and, and I think that's why it's important not like my my girlfriend Rachel really wants to run um, under two hours 45 for 
the marathon in um, for the Olympic trials. I, I talked to you guys a bit about the American Olympic trials, and and that's a big goal for her. I, I think the the biggest part of that is that she just really wants to see if she can do it. Um, she was agonizingly close at Houston Marathon, um, not this year, the year before. I think she was within like 30, 40 seconds, which is like that's a, that becomes a real sort of nightmare. Um, but but I knew she wants to overcome that, and I, I knew she can, and, and actually I, I know she will, um, just through persistence. But where where I what I was thinking earlier is when we were having this conversation for for Rachel, my girlfriend, it should never two forty five should never be a limit. Everything that she does on a daily basis in training um, should be to get her one step closer to achieving that goal but never to settle for that goal and I, I think that's a really a really nice way to put it and what I mean by that is why why stand on the start line of your attempt to break 245 and leave yourself in 244 shape like why put limits you know you don't limit you you do training you train whether it's a session whether it's a run and it's it's essentially getting you closer to your goals, um, and and sometimes you get closer than others. So if you're doing a session, it might get you a bit closer, um, but you don't become stubborn to the pace of your prescribed goal. So maybe Rachel will get to the point whereby she'll be doing marathon stuff, and like you know, like maybe the goal pace will like start to feel a bit easier and blah 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 and and you never I don't I think it's important to just keep going and remember back that we talked about loving the process if you love the process you will just keep showing up on a Tuesday to do your session keep showing up on a Thursday Saturday whatever guys whatever day you guys show up to to do your training session and and that's just a new day and your goal that day should just be to put in a good session not to complicate it not to be too strong on pace that you don't learn a single thing about your body that's one of the things that I I definitely think I've got good at and it's like yes I'm kind of like this metronome at pace but that's because it's not a pace for me it's a it's just an effort and I just even really without having the Garmin I am fairly certain I would kneel down pace because I've just got so good at knowing what effort marathon effort is and and because of that the race just feels so simple to me the marathon itself it doesn't fucking matter if there's wind it doesn't matter if there's rain it doesn't matter if there's heat i know what marathon effort is and so it doesn't matter like you know that's one thing that the garmin can't tell you if there's wind if there's heat if it's too cold if you're struggling a little bit that day the Garmin cannot tell you it cannot predict a new pace for you based on all the factors the only thing that will ever allow you to do that is knowing what marathon effort feels like and another thing the Garmin will do eventually is simply hold you back because on the day that you were maybe about to crack 225 open you'll be so fucking caught up in the splits to run 230 the effort you could have put in that day might have cracked 225 open um, and, I, and I think that's really important so there's a couple of things there um, I guess like not necessarily to review but going back over <coughs> training 
training is about banking just like saving money if you can't afford your goal right now you just have to see it is all right what training do i need to get done to achieve that goal and it might be like okay the race is four months away that gives me time to build the long runs up slowly that gives me time to bank eight solid long runs that gives me time to do six threshold runs you know like we are banking and and that that goal race in four months time maybe that's just a stepping stone towards the big goal in eight months time or you know like most of us hopefully fingers crossed you guys aren't limited by time and when i say time i mean like you have the next hopefully 5 to 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, whatever it is, to go after these goals of yours. But yet it's like we all attack athletics mentally and physically like it's going to end next week, you know, like it's not. We have time to do things right, not half-assed, do it right. Um, and so we're banking, we're banking training at an optimal amount to save up for our big goal. If you get paid... $1,600 a month or £1,600 a month and you decide to go see if 1200 of that and like your rent is 800 and you end up bankrupt because you see if too much well that's that's primarily how athletics works too you need to work out the sweet spot of how much training you can bank while staying healthy for financial reasons it's how much money can you save while still able to pay your bills while still able to rent and you know i feel like everybody can go to the the bank and see if too much some days like it's not hard like at the end of the day i'm pretty sure if i earned a thousand pounds and my rent was 300 i could probably see of 600 one of those months and only leave myself 100 pound to survive but is that sustainable for a year absolutely fucking not and and of course then what happens is when it comes to trying to achieve your big goal you probably never make it to the big goal because you overshot in your initial training or your initial saving i i, I apologize for using the bank and all the rest of this bullshit as like ways to but it's the only way that it's ever made sense to me um i'm fucking terrible at saving let me be honest um, but i'm really good at banking training and maybe that's why maybe you're gonna be good at one of them but i am i have become phenomenal at just banking weeks training and even though like at the minute it's frustrating like i'm trying to like push the mileage higher and i want to do that quicker than perhaps my body's going to allow but at the same time like say i do 105 miles this week not only it is is it an 105 mile week it's another really solid week banked and I, I was on the run this morning and i slowed that pace down i'm sure you guys can see that on strava um and i, and I was just thinking to myself i was like wow like you know like if steve scullion is banking another week's training that's fucking dangerous because i'm now banking another week's training on top of two really good years of training you know so every week that i can bank on top of what i've already built it's it becomes dangerous you know and and some of these race results coming up might might be really really impressive and i'm i'm pretty excited and pumped about that but i, I don't really think about that like actually i always think i'm out of shape um and it's not that i think i'm out of shape it's that i am out of shape compared to where this is going to go um and and the reason i know that is because i took the time off after the marathon it's like it's like i i'm not focusing on 
exactly what I did that day. I'm focusing on the process and I know that these first two months are very slow. I know that what we're doing isn't supposed to push the fitness forward fast. It's just about building a layer of durability. Um, and so when I think I'm out of shape, I, I kind of am, like I really struggled in that tempo a little bit. And um, I, I could do eight miles in 520, probably in six weeks time up here in Flag and average the exact same pace, but hopefully just feel a bit better doing it. And that's a really important thing. And it comes back to when I told you guys, just because I could have done a five mile tempo in, at five minute mile in eight years ago, it doesn't mean that I was ready to make a team or it doesn't mean that I was ready to run well. What I learned from the Bowerman guys is they're really paying attention to how did I feel today rather than like what were the splits. And, and that they're, they're focusing on how did the body feel, how was my rhythm, how was my breathing, and did I feel good at that kind of pace? Would I be able to sustain that pace for the goal race length rather than seeing training as some kind of test it's not a test, it's just another opportunity to bank another day of solid or hard work. Um, and, and that should be your goal, like another week banked. Um, I remember Nick Badeau just talking about like, build a good month, that's impressive. Build a good year, that's even more impressive. And, and he truly believed, I think it, it could take three to four years of solid training, or, or that's what he used to tell me before you're, you're even able to see what you're capable of. Um, and to be brutally honest, most people just aren't fucking willing to do that. Most people aren't, aren't patient enough. Most people are too hard on themselves. And most people just beat themselves up a bit too much about the results along the way. And, and <laughs> I'm listening to this Audible, David Goggins, the Can't Hurt Me Audible. And, and one of the things he says is you'll, you can't win if you're not still in the fight. And that's really, really interesting. Like, running is certainly a game of you got to stay in the fight. The day that you give up, the day that you stop training, well, you, you certainly aren't going to achieve your goals because you're not even fucking trying anymore. Um, and so, no, that's where that's at. Um, I want you guys to start banking training rather than seeing every opportunity of training as a test. Stop doing that. Um, you'll notice that I've slowed my runs down. I'm absolutely loving that. It just feels feels a lot nicer i don't know that it's going to pay off like like everything in life you try something and and you see where it goes we're probably going to that eight mile tempo that i did yesterday we're probably going to come back to that in probably about two or three weeks time um and and it'll be the same speed and we'll just see how that effort has changed if if i hadn't been um let's say i was unconscious during during that tempo yesterday and at the end of it I had seen my average heart rate and I had looked at the pace I probably would have been a lot happier I just know that I was a part of it and it just did not feel great um, but actually the heart rate was good like the speed was good um, and so yeah maybe it was just a, an off day maybe it's transitioning to this higher mileage just maybe made it a slightly harder work than, but the mileage doesn't seem to be that bad like I'm kind of averaging like 16 miles a day um, which roughly works out to be about 110 miles a week I today had to be like a bit of a I had to kind of like be sensible with today like you're looking at five hours worth of driving five to five and a half hours worth of driving and believe me when I say I must have quoted 
five fucking times today on that physio table trying to break two hours 10 minutes was not supposed to be easy and I'm honestly I, I think that physio work is the hardest part of my week like I really have to grim and bear and um, it's it's a yeah it's certainly an interesting hour to two hours of my life um, but yeah look like I'm all in um, the the training's building it was probably the first week where I've been mainly I'm going to say 85 to 95% of the week was pain-free in the hamstring, which is really good because like the the eight-mile run that I did last week before the physio, um, my hamstring hurt. um, And then he worked on it and it hurt even more for a day or two and it, it sort of was a bit swollen and but then it, it completely went away and the slower running really helped that um, I woke up some mornings um, mainly Friday and Saturday of last week and it was it was sore sore to touch sore walking around but I was able to do eight miles in the morning eight miles at night and and get through that um, and and come away from that day with the hamstring feeling better than it did when I started the day. Now, when I used to run faster, I don't think that ever would have been the case. I think I would have done an eight to 10 mile run, 6.20 to 6.30 pace, and then had to rest that night because um, I had sort of probably upset the hamstring that morning. So that's a really important thing. Um, I, I like to give you guys an insight, sometimes into the training I'm doing, sometimes into um, where my mind is in that training, why I'm doing it, like why I think it's gonna be beneficial. Um, I'm really unsure about this mileage thing, um, but at the end of the day, I don't believe it's possible. I could be wrong, and I don't believe it's possible for me to make a, a bigger breakthrough. I, I, I think if I keep things the same, there's no doubt in my mind that over the next couple of years, I would run between 212 and 214 on a regular basis if i that and i'm talking about running 90 to 95 mile a week um i'm talking about the two sessions a week the setup i have here the training at altitude etc etc i i'm fairly certain if i kept things the way they are there's no doubt in my mind over the next few years at the end of the day i ran 214.30 i went the wrong way i had hamstring problems it was minus two celsius on the start line don't get me wrong we all know that's not optimum optimum conditions right so if i kept things the exact same went to berlin had a group of people instead of being by myself had a bit better weather didn't go the wrong way and didn't have hamstring problems well i'm probably already going to run fucking 212 30 to 213 but but that's not that's not what i want i think you guys know that i don't want to run 212 30 to 214 I, I swear to God, I want to break two hours, 10 minutes for the marathon. Um, it's not even so much that I want to do it. It's that I know I can. That's that's probably what drives me. Um, and maybe it's to show people that like my career could have been a career. First of all, my career might have not existed. Um, if I stayed in Ireland, um, if I kept playing rugby, Um, smoking, drinking, partying, all that sort of shit that I was doing, my career might not have even started. Um, I also, when I started to get like an international vest for the European champs, when I did fairly well at London Marathon, well, then my career, I could have have been happy with that, okay? I, I could 
do the web work, I could make teams, I could go to championships and give it a go, and my career could have, that's how it could have turned out. Um, but I, I think I, I want to really, really fucking push boundaries beyond that. And I, I think that's what separates the, the guys that go on to achieve perhaps goals that, of course, they had the potential to achieve. You're unlocking something within yourself that has this potential. But maybe when you're born, you, you ever see the movie Adjustment Bureau? Like, maybe, I don't know if this path was the right one for me, how that movie kind of works. But maybe when I started this life and I, and I started running, I got introduced to that, maybe there was a 5% chance that I would go on and, and break 210 or even attempt to put in the work it would take to do that you know and that's the fucking main thing here guys like let me stress that and let me stress that with importance the main thing is here that i have the balls to even try to do this and and i'm not talking about trying to be a good runner blah 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 like i am living this i am i am investing in this i am living in this it's my everyday um like i really and and you set yourself up for failure and that's fine but like who's even trying to do this like you know like you can't you can't judge somebody for trying to do something that maybe you're not trying to do so and i don't think any of you guys do that like the the reception i get from the podcast is like um like just a lot of positivity a lot of people really excited a lot of people sharing their journeys and that's what it's all about like what i do has no reflection on what you should be doing um, you have your own shit, you, you get on with whatever you do and, and take out of running and take out of this podcast whatever you need and, it, and, and that's really important. This is not a comparison, this is not a comparison sport but I really, really, really believe that my body is capable, my body, my mind, the, the, the person physically, mentally that I'm forming and becoming I know that that person is capable of breaking two hours, 10 minutes. I know what it takes to do that. And I know when I finish, I'll probably be on all fours like I was on that fucking physio table today. And I'll probably be thinking, holy shit, like what a journey. And and that journey is not possible without Dublin Marathon Mission, Athletics Northern Ireland, Athletics Ireland, Stephen Haas, Under Armour, my girlfriend, my family that from day one, you know, like, there is a lot of people that go into making that journey even even slightly possible um but that's the fun of it um and and like and of course myself like overcoming the kind of shit that i've had to overcome um and you know the the best thing about this is is a lot of the shit that i had to overcome was self-inflicted um and that's you know that's that's one of the worst things ever like when you're like think about my family like my family had to watch on as like as i i told them hey i'm gonna to go to the cinema tonight and instead of going to the cinema i went out and got pissed drunk and fought and ended up in hospital and all shit like this and and imagine how difficult that was for them to watch knowing that like this was me it was all me a lot of it was self-inflicted traumas and self-inflicted adversity and and so but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like it, when push comes to shove, there's a lot of shit that I've had to sort out. There's a lot of habits and, and all the rest of it that I've had to change. And, and I've been able to do that and I've been able to overcome that. And, and I'm still learning and, and I'm still 
um, evolving into I, I truly believe the best people in the world professionally um, athletically um, intelligently whatever whatever you want to look at um, they're not born they're born with the potential to become that but they have to almost break out of their own shell and keep pushing themselves and then they, they break into new limits they break into new places and, and you know like I remember telling a guy called Marty Ray that I could break 30 minutes for 10k that I just had to run 100 mile a week and it, he'll probably if, it, if anyone ever talks to him or he listens or, or whatever he'll probably remember me standing outside the clubhouse in Athletics Northern Ireland telling him that all I had to do was run 100 mile a week I think I was injured at the time they called me like that. They thought I was training for the Aqua Jogging Olympics because I was forever bloody injured. Um, anyway, it didn't. It seemed like a really tough task back then. Whereas now I'm already down to 28, 30, and I'm thinking about trying to break 28 minutes. And you know, like everything, when you when you when you work your first probably 60 hour week, you probably look at a 40 hour week and think it's a piece of piss. Um, it's the same with mileage, you know. There used to be a day and age when 70 miles a week for me felt like a lot. I my, my girlfriend would quote this, but I said I only count the weeks that are above 90. And I do. I, like the, the first three weeks of my training back in Flagstaff were like 86, 88, and 89. And I didn't fucking count any one of them because they're not above 90. The only weeks that I count that aren't above 90 are race weeks. And I mean that. There's no... For some reason, my brain just adapted. And I thought, look, to achieve the goals that I want to achieve, under 80, under 90 miles ain't going to cut it. Um, and so there you go. Like, I, I, I really... I went, I went a bit off topic there. Maybe I went a bit dark on you guys and, and, and spoke a few truths coming from me, but bank training, you know, like start to bank training, start to not really give a fuck about how each individual session goes. Apply yourself like you always do, but don't be, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be like thinking every session is some kind of test. Training is set up to prepare you for the race that you want to run in maybe six, eight weeks time. You know, if it's if it's week one, week two, week three, week four, you're not supposed to be there yet. You know, that's the whole point of the training. The training is supposed to get you better prepared for the goal that you want to achieve. Some people want to be there from week one. You know, if, if you're not there yet, when I'm starting to struggle a bit with Cesarek on that tempo yesterday, I've just changed. I just see it as an opportunity to learn how to compose myself even when I'm starting to struggle. First of all, there's a decision needs to be made. Am I going to hang in here with him? Am I going to dig in just like that day in the hills with the Japanese? Am I going to fucking give up or am I going to keep going? Right? You know that you're not going to give up because you never do. So what's next? What can we take out of this? All right. Even though you're under pressure, kid, let's learn how to let's learn how to relax in this environment. Let's learn how to like settle everything down, drop the arms, relax the breathing. Yes, we're working hard, but let's get comfortable here. This is an opportunity to get comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. And that's what you gotta do. Um, I think we're beating our brains up too much. I think we're beating ourselves up too much when like, I swear to God, I sometimes I listen to running problems and people are having a, a breakdown because they couldn't average 5.30 for their usual six-mile tempo. It's like, Jesus Christ, get over yourself. Like, so what? Like, what the fuck does it matter? Like, like you should be more concerned if you, like, give up. 
right? So if you, if you couldn't average 530 and you decided to pack it in, that's a bigger problem than the fact that you're not fit enough to run the 530s or that you weren't fresh enough that night to do it. Giving up is the thing that you should be aiming never to do. If, you, if you're struggling because your fitness isn't there yet, do fucking more sessions, get fitter. Do more training, get fitter. Add some cross training in, get fitter. But if you're giving up because you're throwing a little tantrum that you're not there yet, that's the kind of shit you gotta look at and sort out. Not the, the fitness will take care of itself as long as you're applying yourself. Giving up is just a completely different problem. That said, and I, this is not me contradicting myself, there is gonna be nights where you've had a shit ass day at work, you might have bills coming out your ass, and, and you are gonna give up. It's, it's just a matter of life, that's how it goes. We cannot always be fucking superstar um, world beaters in terms of our application, and some nights you will give up. That is, that is a matter of fact, and it's not, it's probably not you. It's probably stress, it's probably everything else that's going on in life, and, and basically in that scenario, you gotta take care of all that. And try to make sure that each time you are going training, you're pretty, you're fresh enough to train, and you're not, you're not beat before you even start. And so I wanted to clarify the difference there. Sometimes you're not giving up because you're a quitter. Sometimes you were just in over your head, um, and maybe it's the body giving up because it's not fit enough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But these are all things you have to practice and work on and and chip away at. And and instead of like if you if you did quit on your tempo. You know, instead of like letting it beat you up, just be like, all right, like you win this one, but we'll go another round. Let's go another round. Let's see how next week goes, you know? And and, and the the emotional side of running is fucking huge. And, and you really got to work on it. And it's every opportunity that you have, whether it's training, race, good day, bad day, it's an opportunity to work on that brain. And you really got to do that. But Jesus Christ, 37 minutes, that's epic. That's probably like a personal best for a podcast, but... Um, yeah, I hope there was something useful in there for you guys. Um, I've had a really, that's a really productive day today. I've only got 10 mile run done, um, which obviously isn't my 16 mile a day average. But anytime that I see John and the guys at Maximum Mobility, it's a fucking productive day. Um, all right, Tara, catch you guys later. Um, sorry I didn't do Ask All Friday last week. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll throw in a little rollover. And I'll, I'll do both um, this Friday. All right. Bye-bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.